it's probably the most uh, humbling and meaningful and purposeful and ego-free thing you can do. You know, growing, growing your own veg, flowers, whatever it may be. the feel good community podcast my name is storm and i'm will a few years ago we began our journey towards learning more about sustainability health and wellness the more we learned the more we couldn't believe that this vital information wasn't mainstream knowledge these simple yet effective ways to heal our bodies and save our planet are being drowned out by the latest pop culture noise together we began to change our lifestyle to help heal our bodies our brains and our planet We have become deeply passionate about sharing this knowledge, whether it's a book we're reading, interviews from leading experts, or even just personal anecdotes. We want you to know about it. And most importantly, we want you to take this knowledge and apply it to your own family and community. All that being said, welcome to the Feel Good Community Podcast. So welcome to the Feel Good Community Podcast. This week, we are talking with Craig Taylor Green. So we found Craig. I'm not sure if we found Craig or if Craig found us on Instagram, <laughs> but we started, you know, looking at his stuff and we were really impressed. Like pretty much everything that we fall in line with, he falls in line with. So what really started, you know, what made me say like, hey, we need to have this guy on <laughs> is that he has a community compost program. Well, he has a whole community garden, so. Yeah, so I saw the I saw the community compost where, you know, it looks like, you know, you have all your neighbors drop off these buckets of, you know, their food scraps. Yeah. So, you know, you're stopping things from going to the landfill and you're using that to, you know, feed your community garden. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit about how you started this program and what the response was like? Yeah, absolutely. Um, th- first of all, thanks for having me, guys. Um, it's a real, uh, I feel really, real humble to be on this show. Um, yeah, I, I think I think I actually found um, you guys when I was in the train station a few months back. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, I know, I know, because I remember I got that message and I was like, babe, come read this. This is so sweet. Yeah, I mean, I, I think um, I, I, w- I was actually, you know, I was on the way to pick up um, a car and um, I just came across... Um, yeah, I don't know. It must have been on Instagram, uh, and I yeah. just remember hearing your voices. And I thought, yeah, these guys, you know, they're on something good, and and they're, they're really lovely to listen to. So yeah, I was really looking forward to, to seeing where your journey goes. Um, but yeah, to swing back to things over here in the UK, um, it's quite funny because every time we come home now with the wife or the kids, there's always something on the doorstep. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, a bucket of something or um, a bag of reusable plastics, something that someone, somebody's saving. So, yeah, it's uh, quite weird how things have changed. Um, but, yeah, I mean, how it all started, um, I guess COVID, uh, <laughs> as as it has for many of us, it was a bit of a, bit of a springboard um, mm. for me to throw myself into something that 
Um, I didn't at first know what I wanted to do, um, but I know that for a few years now I've been thinking as I'm, as I'm dog walking around the community, thinking of something that I'd like to do, um, to, you know, something with a bit with a greater purpose um, that also, you know, ties in with the community, something that helps other people, um, bring people together, help people connect more deeply with each other. And, yeah, just through pure coincidence, um, I started growing some spring onions as a way to keep my colleagues happy uh, for the company that I work with because we, we, we all had to then work remotely from home. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to do a spring onion race, uh, a virtual spring onion race and, and try and, you know, project some positivity and give people something to look forward to. Um, so that started in my, in, my, um, in my dining room. And then the rest, as they say, is history. It just snowballed into a bigger greenhouse outside and then a raised bed. And then before I knew it, um, you know, I'm I'm dropping off uh, plastic tubs on people's doorsteps to uh, collect their kitchen waste. <laughs> <laughs> so, what uh, what do you what like is your job pre-COVID like normal normal life before this all before all the craziness? Yeah, normal life. Gosh, um, I, th- I think I, yeah, <laughs> I think when we come out of this, um, whatever that term means, we'll all be thinking, "Wow, gosh, uh, this is not normal anymore." I want to go back to how it was during COVID, um, in the good ways. Um, so yeah, by by day job, I'm um, I'm what you call a, a well-being coordinator, a regional well-being coordinator. So um, I work for a company that supports, trains, uh, care homes and care home staff. Um, Ooh, it's, okay. it's not a million miles away from, obviously, kind of what I'm trying to do in my, in my, home, in my personal life. Um, but, yeah, it's all about supporting the older adults in the care home sector to live a better life, you know, have a better quality of life. Um, so I've been doing, oh, that for, awesome. doing that for just over two years. That's really, that's important. Yeah, hundred um, percent. So I'm, I'm finding that um, what I'm what I'm trying to do in my personal life is going to transcend hopefully into the professional side as well. So that's that's kind of interesting. Yeah, I've noticed on your Instagram you've started doing a lot of like mental health and <clears throat> you know mindset posts and stuff like that. So that that makes sense. That that I don't know, that's kind of like a, akin to like a social worker here, I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just something that I do um, on a personal level. Um, I wouldn't, I'm not qualified, you know, to kind of preach mental health or anything like that. But mm-hmm. I suppose, I, I suppose one of the you know biggest springboards for me doing what I'm doing was my own personal reasons to to kind of have something that you know gave me the opportunity for better mental health. Um, yeah, and you know, just by growing those initial spring onions, I found that, you know, for that half hour, that one hour a day, my mind was at peace. Um, so, yeah, I think I'll always be somebody who kind of spreads the benefits of growing your own vegetables or being outside, etc., etc. That's awesome. So when you, like, first said, like, hey, I'm going to try to get as much you know, food waste from my community as I can. 
what was the the response from the neighbors? Like how many buckets did you pass out? And like, were they like, is composting pretty common? Or were they like, what do you mean you want my what do you scraps? mean you want my kitchen scraps? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's quite funny because um, at the same time that I was thinking about this, um, the composting thing as well, just, just to kind of um, make it clear, it, it, was, it wasn't the initial um, idea. Um, mm-hmm. It kind of grew from, from the idea of growing vegetables. It, was, it, it became a natural, obvious thing to lead to. Yeah, um, but as I was um, as I was creating these buckets, um, which are from basically, I've asked people to save uh, bird feed fat balls. I don't know if you get that over there, um, but, but no. bird feed and fat balls—they come in these tubs. <laughs> so, so I'm like, yeah, they look like the ideal size to just fit under a kitchen sink or something, you know. So um, let's recycle them. Let's put a little sticker on them, um, and then because I'd already knocked on a few doors before that with, with you know, hat sharing harvests, um, I think people were a little bit more open to the idea yeah. of, of tucking their waste in there rather than just some random stranger knocking on the door saying, hey, uh, I want your banana skins. <laughs> Let me have your garbage. <laughs> Let me have your garbage. Yeah, um, <laughs> me rooting around at midnight, you know, for the garbage. I, I, I definitely didn't want it to come to that. <laughs> Yeah, um, but, but the response has been good. Um, I think to say that I'm, I've tried to get this going in possibly one of the most bizarre world crisis times, mm-hmm. you know, where people are quite hesitant to interact with others, you know, they don't want to answer the door to everybody. Yeah. Um, I'd say the response has been really well. So I've, in terms of percentages, I've, it works out at um, just over 10% of the community that I've outreached to who are joining in with the program. So I think over springtime, it will naturally grow more and more. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Have you had your first harvest yet? Yeah, so not 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 through directly what I'm trying to do with the garden, but just from mm. the initial spring onions that I that I started growing for the column for my colleagues. Um, when I harvested those, I think I had about 45 bunches okay. um, of spring onions and we're only a small family. So the idea of this was never to, to just feed the family. Um, yeah. yeah. So I just popped them in a, in a, in a tray and went knocking on doors. Uh, <laughs> um, That's a good way to get to know the neighbors. Yeah, exactly. You know, it was very strange, very uh, unusual, an unusual thing to do. Um, but also it just felt very natural, you know, just giving people food and help, you know, just sharing what what I have with others. I mean, uh, that's, that, I feel like that's how it should be. You know, everybody has like their own gardens and their own growing spaces. And that's when you get to, you know, swap onions for turnips with the neighbors and, you know, share your your tomato harvest and things like that. That just builds a stronger community and that builds stronger bonds with your neighbors. Yeah. I mean, people keep, people keep asking me, I mean, even now um, on social media, people comment or they'll speak to me or they'll message me and they they don't realize that what I'm doing is actually from my back garden. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, oh gosh, you know, how far is it? Your allotment, or where do you have to go? I'm like, no, it's it, it's in my home. You yeah. Know, because I, like, I feel well, I like open up my back door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I, I might sometimes I might say, "Oh, I'm just I'm just nipping to the the allotment wife, and you know, it takes me one second to get there." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, yeah, and I just feel that like it just feels so natural that um, we we all should be doing this. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just using the space that we've been blessed with to actually do something that helps everyone um you know uh, so so i think just being able to open the doors to people to come into what is you know essentially uh, nature space you know being managed by us i think it's just a wonderful thing that's really cool how like who has been who or like any groups or anything like that like what's been your biggest source of inspiration throughout all this like who are you looking are you looking to any specific person for guidance or mentorship or just you know like what inspires you gosh um i think what inspired i think because i've worked across different age groups in my past um before before i became um a wellbeing coordinator for the company that I work for. I actually mm-hmm. worked in a care home myself for six years. So I've worked with older adults. Uh, I was a football coach for a junior team. So I've worked with, you know, the younger side of the generations. Um, and I just think, you know, all together, um, looking at households in general, um, the inspiration is that, you know, families no matter how big or small, no matter what age groups, they can come along and they can do something together. Um, that is completely pressure-free. There's no expectations there. You know, whether mm-hmm. whether the household would like to fill a kitchen waste caddy for composting, that's fine. Whether they want to come and they want to join in with the growing activities, that's fine. Whether they would like to, you know, parent a pepper plant when it's a bit older that's also a fine so the inspiration is kind of trying to put something in place for people in the community to do something without the pressures without any expectation and it can be integrated into their daily life um i I suppose for my own guidance and and kind of like where the hell do i start (laughs) (laughs) with this um uh, I've, you know, I've always just thrown myself into into an idea, and 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 let let my own experience guide me, um, yeah. and that's that's worked in terms of, you know, building the raised beds and you know laying the gravel and things like that. But when it comes to the actual growing of the food, I am looking for a lot of guidance with that because I am a total newbie to this. So, um, you know, there's, there's a few people in, in, on, with online presence that, that I'm looking towards. Uh, over here in the UK, there's a gentleman called Charles Dowding, who is um, he's a Nordic specialist. So I'll be looking to him for some um, top tips moving forward, that's for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. one of the questions I want to ask you is about, uh, sorry, I had some echo. Uh, one question I want to ask you, 
uh, was like growing up, did your parents garden? I know gardening, at least, you know, from what I see in the UK is pretty, like a pretty big deal, pretty common practice. Mm. Uh, did you grow up like in a city, like with no backyard or did you have a garden growing up? What was that like? Yeah, gosh, um, you're absolutely right. Well, um, I think people in the UK, you know, most gardens are filled with some kind of growth, whether it's just shrubs or trees or flowers. There, there is something growing in everyone's garden, mm. uh, whether that's just naturally through nature or was planted there beforehand. There is something. Yeah, well, because, yeah, I yeah. guess that's. I mean, even in the vocabulary, like you know, our we call them backyards. Yeah, we call, call them, them yards. You guys call them yeah. gardens. We have gardens in our backyard. Yeah, it's a bit industrial, isn't it? The whole <laughs> backyard is a garden. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think um, I think we've got it right with the word garden. It's a little bit more nature inspired, isn't it? Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah. Um, in terms of growing up, um, yeah, I mean, it, I, we actually, I've gr- I grew up in two countries. So we were, I was born in England, uh, mm-hmm. and then at the age of eight. Um, my parents uh, moved to a little island in the Mediterranean, which you might have heard of, called Malta. Um, so then I spent I spent the age, from the age of eight to twenty three living over there. Um, Malta is really a hot country. Um, you know, it's very rocky and sandy. Um, so I was definitely not involved in anything green. Like any green castles. Yeah, it was it was a purely um, beach and seaside and swimming and you know all the fun that comes with that life. Um, yeah, a whole different, whole different, yeah, world. a whole different perspective on on yeah on nature. Uh, but there's definitely no greenery. Um, mm. I think it would have taken the whole uh, island's water supply just to feed <laughs> just to feed <laughs> one plant. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I think. I don't know. Um, I've always been somebody who's liked doing things for other people. Um, if I go, if I go back to to like my junior school days, um, I, I have these vivid memories of being the kid in school who would spend hours and hours um, making newspaper-based footballs uh, for all my friends at school so that we had something to play with in the playground because footballs, nice. were, footballs were banned as well. <laughs> so football I, I banned? Yeah, they were, they, we, we had, footballs were just not allowed in our junior school in Malta. Um, so, you know, the, the workaround from that was to create our own. So with I suppose, newspapers. Yeah, our newspapers. So I suppose in a weird sense, I was recycling and reusing from an early age. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have no idea what happened to the to the shredded paper afterwards. You know, so a slap on the wrist for that for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, no, no history as such of being involved with you know growing or gardening. Uh, no, you mentioned you mentioned earlier about people asking you, you know, like, where is your allotment at? Can you kind of, like a lot of the listeners are in the United States. Can you kind of describe the like, I don't even know that much about it. I know it's like, what's the allotment program? Like, how do you get an allotment? What is an allotment? Yeah, so basically, like, um, 
uh, over here in the UK, a bit like you've got your states, we've got like counties um, and councils, which kind of have this land that's available for residents to, you know, to run uh, as, a, as, an, as a grow patch, you know, an allotment, a veg patch. And these are all these are all dotted around uh, in every town, city, village. These are dotted around. So there's a, there's a couple of sites within a mile within a mile uh, within a mile of me uh, that I could probably have gone on the list for. Uh, I might have been waiting, you know, five ten years um, for one of these uh, uh, you know areas of land. Oh wow! So they're really really high demand. High demand, yeah, because there's not a lot of them um and i think especially uh when covid happened uh, a lot of people took to to growing veg um mm-hmm. both in their own spaces and in allotments so i think historically there've always been there's always been a, a long waiting list for something that is essentially owned by the state you know by the government by the council um, but so yeah that's that's it kind of Nice. So I saw you also keep um, a leaderboard of, you know, at least it looked like you keep a leaderboard of, you know, which houses dominate. I saw you were weighing the buckets. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't, I, this is probably something that comes from my experience of working, you know, with, with you know, my day job, you know, ways to try and motivate people, to inspire people to get involved. Uh, you know, we've all got different motivational factors. Some people like to have a little bit of an incentive. Um, I'm just saying, you know, there's, there's the more the more fun, the more fun you can make something, then you know, the more chance somebody's just going to get involved. You know, it doesn't matter whether that's composting or running a marathon or whatever it may be. If it's fun, there's more chance you're going to do it. So, so you're exactly right. Well, I've got a little leaderboard which uh, one of my neighbours kind of reminded me this week. She said, oh, you said you was going to let us know who's winning and, you know, if we get any prizes, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) So I've shot myself in the foot a little bit with that one and I definitely need to get on top of it. But, yeah, the the idea is is that, you know, if we have a little bit of a leaderboard, I'm going to do a little, I'm going to make a little bit of an article about it in my, in a newsletter that I do this month. And it just kind of gives, hopefully then gives other people who are not currently contributing a little bit of an incentive or a little bit. Everybody's getting all competitive with it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, we can have street wars, you know, friendly compost wars, whatever, whatever you want to do. (laughs) Um, But yeah, hopefully people will be thinking, yeah, I want to be involved in that. You know, I want to be on the top of that. Um, yeah, it's just a little bit of fun, really, to, to inspire as many people to want to. You just need to have like a little, um, like a little trophy at the end of every year, maybe like the golden, never, not that vegetable, the golden tomato. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna suggest a cucumber. That's a bad idea. Like the mm. golden tomato or something like that. <laughs> I don't know, you know. I think some some people might want to have a garden. Cube. <laughs> you know, you, know, there's, there's you would be the talk of the town. <laughs> you would be the talk of the town. Yeah, definitely. In certain groups of people, for sure. <laughs> no, do you know what? That's an excellent suggestion. And I think, um, you know, being quirky and having a little bit of an edge and being creative with this, again, it's just going to make it more appealing 
to more people. Um, I think if you look at gardening and growing vegetables, many people would probably see that as something you do when you're in your 70s or 60s. Yeah. It's like, man, how old are you? You know, you're only 40. You should be doing other things, you know, snowboarding, skydiving, whatever. Everybody's got to eat. Yeah, Yeah, everybody's got to eat. You know, it's, it's like... The, the answer to food poverty is literally in our back gardens. It's, mm-hmm. it's yeah, I wish, like, I cannot wait to, you know, settle down and have, like, a piece of land where I can have my own garden. But, mm-hmm. like, you know, move we move around every three years, yeah. and it's just not, not in the cards right now. And that's, like, one of the reasons that we started the podcast is because, like, hey, we can't put down roots and, like, like we have a little compost, uh, we have a little compost tumbler, but yeah. and like little container gardens, but I mean we can't. I mean we live in a city. We have a concrete balcony. Yeah. So what is so we want to start getting involved with more like the community side, and we want to be able to do like compost classes and stuff like that. What's something that, like, how would you? I'm trying to word this right. Um, like what's, what's a bit of advice that you would give to somebody that wants to get more involved in their community and wants to start, you know, composting or having like a community garden? So, so yeah, gosh, that's a really good question because I think, yeah, so many factors depend, it depends on the individual, doesn't it? And one thing that I know about myself is that, um, you know, I'm, I'm quite, happy to knock on doors I'm quite happy to put myself in an uncomfortable position mm-hmm. uh, you know I'm quite happy to throw myself into unknown waters uh, and just see what happens but I think there are so many people who are actually doing this kind of thing um, you know really small scale uh, and what I'm hoping to do um, from my perspective is, and this is this is actually also um, come from discussions with members of the local community groups as well. Um, we, we want to try and uh, replicate um, this approach in in other areas. You know, to try and make it more main, more mainstream, more common that mm-hmm. other people, other households, do this. Um, so. I, th- I definitely think there there could be a stronger support network um, for this kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, so my, I mean, my vision is that once once I do become a bit more established, is that I can have a, t- a team of people around me um, that, you know, I might know somebody who could, could support somebody to build the raised beds, for example. You know, a carpenter, I'd like to know somebody who you know, might be able to help out with the soil side of things. Uh, so building a little support network of people that can go around and almost like one of those um, DIY SOS programs where, you, <laughs> you know, we go around to households who want to do this and we're like, right, okay, in, in, you know, we'll transform your gardening in three days, you know, so that you can start growing your own vegetable. Um, oh, that would be so than, cool. Yeah, yeah, rather than oh, you'd like a big summer house or something that's just for you. Let's do something that's for everyone. Um, so I, have, I kind of have that big vision of, of being able to do that. Um, but, you know, I think it just comes from um, just 
connecting with other people and 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 taking a leap of faith and uh, and well, so just starting it. Um, as soon as I started knocking on doors, um, I found out so much more about neighbours that I'd never spoken to before. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I've got there's a, there's somebody at the bottom of the road who's got an allotment. You know, there's somebody who's growing their own vegetables and they've got a plum tree in the back garden. So you know, they they shared some of their harvest with me. Uh, and then there's also another fabulous uh, woman who is part of a church group and they grow their own vegetables as well. So, you know, you, you learn so much about your your neighbours if you simply, you know, take the time to, to connect. Uh, and that can be a real springboard to, you know, to doing what, you, what you'd like to do. That's that awesome. I think... <laughs> I think it's so important to be able to have those connections. And um, do you follow Gene Martin Forty Eight at all? Uh, JM, he's a he's a oh, micro farmer in Quebec. Was he on your show a couple of? Yeah, shows? yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, listen to that. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I would definitely check him out because he does he does a lot of. Um, I mean, he does like master classes and he does like the whole like market farmer thing. But, um, you know, he he's fostered in a huge community and, um, you know, he has a lot of good advice and everything like that. But I, don't know, I feel like you should check him out. Cause. Yeah, I definitely will do a bit. I, I, something that resonated me with me when you was having that conversation was, you know, his his values of staying small, uh, you know, mm-hmm. his values of not, not turning something into this massive enterprise that loses its values. Uh, yeah, he, he has about- a, an acre and a half and he feeds 200 families every week. Mm-hmm. Which crazy. is achievable. Talk- it's achievable by so many yeah. people, isn't it, that? Absolutely. Yeah, he talks about, um, I, I, I forget, like, his exact quote, instead of, like, um, like mass agriculture it's agriculture by the masses it's a uh mass production production by the masses oh they're okay there you go um (laughs) but yeah and i think that's important you know if you if every other neighbor you know one person produces tomatoes another person produces spinach i mean you guys can all get together swap harvest share and you the whole community your whole neighborhood has exactly what you need and you're all yeah. eating all this wonderful food. You know, you could always have like a harvest party, whatever it may be. But you're forming those those connections. You're getting healthy food, and you know, you're not just feeding your bodies, but you're feeding your soul. And the human, a human being, can't exist. You know, one without the other. Like you need a community, and you need good food. So it's it works I could, out. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. Um, and and I think. You know, it's so achievable. Um, obviously, what JM's doing is is on a larger scale, but it's it's still aspirational and it's still achievable by by many 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 people in the world. And hopefully, by the way I've approached this project, you know, reclaimed materials, reclaimed soil, soil, you know, reclaimed gravel, reclaimed wood. Everything's everything's reclaimed out of other people's back gardens. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so the one thing that I didn't want is for people to look at my journey and think, oh, well, you know, you, you spent £3,000 doing this space and you have loads of money and, and, you know, and we can't do that. I, I, oh, yeah. 
exactly. Like, oh, of course he can do it. He has tons of money. And you're yeah, like, no, actually. <laughs> no, actually, you know, my allotment is in, it's in my back garden and it's actually done purely through determination and, and effort and grit, you know, and, and commitment. So I, it was important to me that somebody could look at this, my journey and think, yeah, I can do that. You know, if he can do it, I can do it. Because everything he's done, he has done, it's uh, attainable, it's aspirational, it's achievable. Um, and that's a vision, you know, that's a vision. If, mm-hmm. if in my community of 50 households, you know, one in 10 can do what I'm doing, we could literally feed the whole community. Yeah. Uh, with what that's they awesome. need, with what they need, not what, not essentially what they'd like to have, but what they need, you know, mm-hmm. what they want and need. Um, How is your family like having the garden? Uh, you should ask the question how does my family feel about having their lawn taken away from them yeah (laughs) (laughs) they're not too happy about it or what Uh, (laughs) it's um do you know what um i think i think we all will agree on this behind every happy man there is you know a more amazing woman um you know and and you know, my wife was, was very early on recognized that, you know, I was on to him. I had a mission. I had something in my head and, you know, I was not going to stop. Um, so we made a, we made an agreement very early on that we would have just enough lawn uh, to sunbathe, you know, in the in the few days of sun that we get in summertime. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I clearly marked out a section where we could sunbathe, where we could dry our laundry, you know, where the dog could run around and maybe we could even have a game of catch. So, you know, there's still a little bit of lawn there left for for everyone. And, you know, I, I don't really expect every member of the family to be doing what I'm doing, to be to be throwing themselves into, into the growing and the gardening. Mm-hmm. But... It's part of their life now, so you know. For me, that's that's kind of enough to have, to be doing something that they are part of. They are seeing it on a daily basis. You know, they're seeing the impact it's having for both me. You know, the people that are that are that are part of it. For me, that's enough. So they've got their little lawn space, and then they've also uh, got three quarters of the garden, which is dedicated to something a little bit bigger than all of us. Um, you know, which hopefully is going to have a huge impact on how they move on in life, you know. Oh, yeah, that's going to instill some great values in them. And, you know, when it comes time for them to have a, a home and a family and everything like that, you know, I bet they'll they'll look back at their time growing up and, you know, look to you for guidance. I hope so. I hope so. I, ha- I have this, you know, I have this vision of, uh, you know, being an older man rocking away in the rocking chair and telling the stories to the grandchildren of, you know, of why their parents are now, you know, avid growers uh, in their own spots. <laughs> um, no, you're exactly right. And and look, I turned 40 uh, on the same weekend that we went into the first lockdown uh, during COVID. So, you know, I definitely wouldn't say to anybody that, you know, this is something that comes naturally, you know, growing your own veg whilst, while while I think it is a very natural thing to do and a natural thing to do to connect the, the community, um, it, it might not 
come naturally to everyone. Um, and it's taken me 40 years to get to it, you know? So the fact that my, my kids uh, are our children, you know, the eldest being 23, the youngest 14, you know, they're exposed to a, a way of life which is, you know, uh, positive and kind and compassionate uh, for people uh, and, and the planet. So, you know, I'm absolutely, um, you know, really happy that, that I've been able to do this for them. That's awesome. Do you think your your community compost is sustainable? Like, how big is, like, can you talk a little bit about, like, the, the technical side of it? Because I know... You know, there's no getting around that compost takes time for all that food waste to break yeah. down. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, do you, are you able to keep putting more in? Like, are you getting compost out as fast as you're putting food waste in? Gosh, I think this, uh, yeah, I think um, the logistical side of it is definitely going to throw some banana skins onto the, <laughs> uh, the journey along the way. Uh, excuse the pun. Um, you know, the space I have, it's, it's, it's not, it's not large. It's down the side of the house and it's probably large enough for the equivalent of maybe four, four ton bays. So, you know, a thousand liters worth of a thousand liters times four uh, worth of compost bins. Now, what I'm find what what I'm finding right now with um, you know the handful of pe- families that are donating their waste, bearing in mind that it's in winter time as well, so probably the use of vegetables is a little bit less. Um, that I'm going to run out of space very quickly. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> there is absolutely no two ways about it because at the moment it's just called composting. It's just throwing it in, you know. Uh, a wooden structure with insulation you know and it's doing its thing it's doing its thing naturally you know um so i definitely think that i will at some point probably in springtime need to invest in some some hot bins um, yeah somewhere to be able to turn you know a bulk amount of uh, kitchen waste uh, into compost in one go you know in a matter of weeks do you do you have are you using just the bacteria or do you have like worms and critters in there as well? There's definitely definitely a lot of critters. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of critters, um, and that that tends to happen in the early stages. I'm finding um, worms not so much. I've I know a lot of people will add worms. They'll buy worms and then they'll add them to the compost. Um, but I don't think that um, the stage that the compost is at the moment from, you know, the initial composting scheme is in a position to have worms added to it. I don't know. I'm not 100% sure because it's, it's still very much full of food waste. So it might be too wet. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know that. I mean, we have a 140 liter compost tumbler. And yeah. that thing can more than enough support our household. Yeah. You know, food waste, but I don't know, too Ooh, much more, too many more households. I don't know how much, how it would do. I suppose it depends on how, I suppose it depends on how often you, you spin it around. Well, if you, <laughs> if you make it part of your daily exercise routine for a few hours, then you might find that you could um, <laughs> compost yeah. a few more, a bit more. I um, mean, 
honestly, like, so I don't know, my technique, like we'll fill up, there's like a, a partition down the middle. Yeah. So I, we fill up one side with, you know, a little bit of potting soil and food waste and shredded paper and all that. And then as that side fills up, the other side is like composting. And then, you know, ah, by the yeah. time the one side fills up, I like screen um, the side that's been composting into a separate container. So we get like mm. just a container of good compost and all and the food waste is gone. The soil after you compost it is so satisfying. It's to go incredible, from, isn't it? Oh my, it's beautiful. It's just like this dark brown, like black yeah. color. And I don't know, I, I always get major. Like it's just so satisfying to go from, you know, banana peels and avocado rinds and all that stuff to just like this beautiful dark soil and i'm like this is live <laughs> it's incredible it is you're exactly right and i think one of the things that i was thinking about um, um I, as this journey has been progressing and moving forward i'm trying to you know identify the values of, of why i'm doing this you know to really nail down why i'm doing what i'm doing make sure that i stay on track and mm-hmm. when when you think about composting and you know some some places, some towns, some cities have, um, you know, they have an official composting scheme. I know they do over in America where they collect your know, food waste separately and it goes to a communal composter. But I tend, I'm, what I'm thinking is, you know, where where does that food go, you know? Um, yeah, where, yeah. Where, where does the compost go after that? So part of what I'm doing here is I'd like, to, I'd like people to, you know, learn more, including myself, because I know absolutely nothing about growing food, but learn more about where food comes from, but also where the food waste goes after that. You know, what can we do with the food waste? So it's trying to keep that closed cycle of, look, this is how we're growing food, and afterwards you can pop it in a turbot or go into the composter, and you can see it becoming food for the food you're eating, you know, at the end yeah. of that. And I just think that cycle and that that like you just said there you know seeing it do its thing and become usable resource again is absolutely magical and it smells so good (laughs) yeah we have like this little bucket that sits on the corner of our like of our sink and we fill that thing up probably about like every three days every four days or so and just so cool to watch like all of our scraps become just like this nutrient dense soil. And we really want to get into kind of doing like a community composting thing or, you know, help people learn how to compost because, you know, food waste is such a major cause of waste. It's, you know, and pollution and everything like that. So I know I'd be really excited to kind of do what you're doing and get more people involved in it. And, um, yeah, I think that'd be really fun. I think I think there's a there's a lot of uh, misconceptions about con- composting. You know, um, mm-hmm. I know if, when when I um, when we started and and I, and I popped the you know the caddy in the kitchen. You know, there was um, there was a little bit of worry in the family that it was going to start smelling. Yeah, you know, that there was going to be hundreds of flies flying around the the caddy. And, and actually there isn't at all, you know, there's, there's, nope. <laughs> there's just nothing. And, you know, as long as you, 
as long as you follow some some form of balance with the things that you put in there, it's yeah. there's absolutely no side effect other than oh, there's no smell at all. Like no we smell. use um we use shredded paper to help balance out the pH, and um we don't use like Will's always getting on to me. He was like, "Stop putting citrus in the compost bin." Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, like I'm just trying to get rid of it, but. <laughs> So we like we use shredded paper and like we have um we have hamsters and so we'll put like the like the shredded paper from their bin to help like even everything out and it's cool because we get paper we shred it we use it in their house you know every week we clean it out it goes in the compost bin and then you know a couple of months later it grows our basil yeah and that's a beautiful thing isn't it and and seeing. It comes. It comes down to seeing the efforts, you know, seeing the um, the results of your efforts, and, and knowing that what you're doing is then actually, you know, contributing to the the growth of your of your food again. That so, that that I guess that gave, that gives you a lot more motivation to continue doing it, and even more, right? Yeah, it, you know, it feels good, and it's it's cool to see everything. Oh, I wanted to ask you, how do you? how do you stir your compost? Because I, I see, what's his name? Hank. Yeah. I see Hank, your compost bin. Yeah. <laughs> I see like, he, yeah, I see his eyes. We're really, we're really going there, aren't we? We're going we there. Are. You posted it. I'm just, I'm just here to report on it. So um, um, how do you, how do you stir Hank? Like, how do you? <laughs> oh my gosh. Hungry Hank. Do you know, this comes back down again to the fact that, you know, I want, I want to share my journey in a fun way, you know. Yeah. I want, I want people to to connect with the journey and think, yeah, we can do this. But also, you know, having that emotional impact where people might laugh or, you know, have a memory of what you're doing on social media. I think that's really important. I um, mean, it's the eyeballs for me. Yeah, that, it's the eyeballs. <laughs> that caught my attention. I was uh, like, what am I looking at? And then I saw, yeah. like, his yeah. teeth and everything. I was like, "This is great. I have to bring yeah. it up." The funniest story about that is that um, you know, um, I I had to ask I had to ask my son who was uh, nineteen at the time to jump into Hunger Hank um, and can and just lift his head up and down oh <laughs> as I, as as we were putting together the uh, the video for you know. For oh my gosh. Yeah, so just for obviously for the benefit of all your listeners, um, Hungry Hank is, um, just, you know, it's just the identity of a, of a wooden composter that we created. Uh, <laughs> composter here in the garden. <laughs> so we're not complete, going mad. Complete with eyes and a mouth. I complete like with eyes, teeth, and a big red tongue, yeah. Yeah. Oh my! I didn't see the tongue. That's so awesome. Yeah, yeah. My wife came into the into the dining room, and she's like, "Where's the red tablecloth, Craig?" And I was like, hmm, "What red tablecloth?" Oh no! You're like, yeah. I haven't seen it. No idea. Yeah, yeah. I'll uh, I'll tag you in the uh, in the video. And so yeah, I mean, look, it's it's all done by hand. Um, I think I think for me. It's really, really important that that I use that I use my hands, you know, my mm-hmm. bare hands to do these these things because it's just again, it's just deepening that connection between us, you know, and all, and the things that keep us alive. 
Absolutely. Uh, and it's all done by hand. Um, where possible, you know, I, I will lean in and I will do it by hand. Uh, you know, I probably wouldn't recommend this to it for everyone. Uh, I've got a bad back, so it really does not help. Uh, but yeah, it's all done by hand, either by actual hands or you know, with with a with a fork, you know, or a t- or a turner. But yeah. where, you know, I don't turn it that that much. Um, and again, I think this this can be this can be a misconception where people think they have to turn the compost day in day out. You know, the more you turn it, the more it will decompose quickly, of course. But it's not essential. You know, if you, if you build it up with the right stuff and you keep it aerated with your carbon and your your cardboard and your wood chip and things like that, then then you don't really have to turn it that much. You know, it That's will cool. do its thing. So what's what's your um what's your springtime harvest looking like? Like how many how many different vegetables and plants are you hoping to have? Yeah, so I've just been, I've just been working on that actually over the last few days. Um, what I'm going to, what I'm going to grow because um, it is a, it is a fairly small space. You know, it's mm-hmm. uh, I think my total growing area is about ten meters by ten meters, uh, so it's not it's not huge. Yeah. But with, with careful planning, um, and this is something I've had to also adapt to planning. It's not really my friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, with careful planning, you know you can you can have a succession planting guide. You know where you sow things, and then straight away there's something ready to replace that crop. So, you know the list is quite heavy. The list is quite heavy. You know lots of different lettuces, lots of different radish, lots of different spring onion, lots of beetroot, um, lots of peas, French beans. Um, Gosh, turnips. I've got lots of different varieties of peppers, chilies, tomatoes. You know, all the usual stuff, really. All the usual common stuff. Um, That's cool. I'm to, yeah, I'm trying to stick with things that, that grow quickly. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, whilst I've got a small space, people have got even smaller spaces and you know one of the takeaways from this journey is i want people to feel that even if they have you know a a small box on their balcony you know like yourselves maybe or a little rooftop or whatever it may be you know i want people to be confident that they can actually still grow a lot of produce in a very very small space you know if you stick to the quick growing stuff all right. I'm trying to get Will to let me grow um, pumpkins. I still have, I still, oh, for some, gosh. somehow pumpkins have like still made it. So we still have like, we still have our Halloween pumpkins. I'm like, babe, let me oh, just wow. have a pumpkin patch. And he's like, no, we have monsoon or what do we have here? Typhoons. 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 Okay. It's different. Yeah different name in all the different parts of the world but yeah so we have typhoons i'm like it's cool like we'll just we'll have a pumpkin patch on our balcony like let this happen yeah we need we need to uh we definitely need to campaign for this uh stuff so i'm definitely on your side with this Uh, (laughs) it's funny funny you should mention it actually because at the front of the garden um i'm developing a well is already in progress but it's a, it's a bit of a help yourself space mm-hmm. um, so i've got herbs on the curb you know uh, um, where people can just come and pick their herbs if they want herbs for their daily meals but i also oh, would like cool. some some 
I would like to grow like some giant varieties, some seasonal giants in the front. Mm-hmm. So one of them will be, you know, a small pumpkin area to to grow pumpkins on the front where, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of in people's faces. You know, people can see it happening. Um, I'm just over here nodding and Will's like rolling his eyes. I'm like, it's happening. <laughs> I'm getting my pumpkin patch. Like I'm going patch. to the hardware yeah. store tomorrow. I'm just like over here, like looking at him nodding, just so happy. And he's, he's not is, you, you can grow it out of a pot, you know, you can grow it out of a pot. You just need a little bit of space to be able to, you know, for, 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 you know, for your vines to be able to trail and do their thing. But you can you yeah. can grow it out of a pot, and that's a beautiful thing. Um, and it's just I don't think there's anything as magical as seeing this big giant orange ball of pumpkin flesh growing in front I'm, of your eyes. I'm so excited! Like you have inspired me to go tomorrow. Yay! That's the idea. Yeah, I'm pumped. <laughs> we tried to grow watermelons this summer, but they just would not take. Like I don't know. What what kind of climate have you guys got? Are you in Japan? Yeah, yeah we're in Okinawa. Yeah, what, like, what, does it get warm enough over there then for for that kind of stuff? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so we're we are in Okinawa, so it's an island. Uh, I don't know, maybe like two hundred miles south of mainland Japan. I don't know if that number's right. It's it's, it's definitely a a hot, humid, tropical climate. Yeah, but uh, yeah, in the in the summertime, it'll be like. 95 degrees and 100% humidity. Oh, wow. Gosh, yeah. Yep. And then, That's why yeah. I ditch out during the summertime. The, the, I go dead travel. Of, the dead of winter right now is like 60 degrees outside. It's rough, all right? It's rough. <laughs> I like have been ordering jackets online and stuff like that because I cannot handle this bitter winter that we're yeah, having. Yeah. It got down to 53 degrees. So it was rough. It was rough, man. Oh, I can just see a squirrel running on the fence. How lovely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I made I made a point of sitting uh sitting in front of the back garden so that I just felt a little bit more uh, not seamless throughout the conversation. Um, yeah. No, no, definitely. I think we need to um, we need to make a pact to uh, sow our pumpkin seeds together. Then start. I'm down. We can we can have like a a FaceTime um gardening party. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And and look, well, you can, you know, you can you, you can look forward to Halloween then something to carve, you know. Yeah. You're welcome. Because okay, I spend I spend so it. much money on pumpkins anyways. He's like, How much did you spend? I'm like, babe. Oh, I we like, need this. I think we had like twelve pumpkins at the house. Oh gosh. Gosh. That, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, too. That's been like a big thing over in America, hasn't it? This year, the um, the collection of, of pumpkins that generally go to waste. Um, yeah, there's been like a big drive on on making sure that doesn't happen. Yeah, people are saying like you know either don't get them or compost them or donate them to be composted. But, yeah. um, or the best way, have you ever heard of pumpkin chunking? No, but I'm intrigued. Oh <laughs> oh, you have to look this up. These dudes and ladies uh, make giant, like, slingshot. Like, there's different classes. Like catapult. Uh, there, some of like them catapults? are, like, slingshots. Some of them are catapults. And then they go all the way up to, like, these giant, like, compressed air cannons. 
and they have competitions to see who can launch a pumpkin the farthest. Oh, wow. It's, it's serious. It is serious it is no work. Joke. People spend way too much money on it. <laughs> this sounds like, um, you know, uh, an adult's version of snowball fighting. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Just look up, just look up videos on YouTube. It's, yeah. I'll it's send, I'll send you some. Yeah. That actually sounds like a real fun way to, uh, to get the community involved as well. Um, so yeah, you've just bounced an idea in me there. Thank you for that. <laughs> uh, so how can people find you if they want to follow your journey as well? Oh gosh. So I suppose Instagram is the most obvious um, place to go. Um, I started, I started um, sharing my journey on there pretty much in line with the time that I actually started the journey. Um, so I'm on Instagram and you can find me there as from hood with mud. And that is spelled from H U D from H U D with mud. So from hood with mud. Um, and then I think, I think that's probably the best place really, because I do have a Facebook page, but it's more dedicated for the immediate community where, you know, I'll be sharing, you know, what's available for people to come and pick and harvest themselves, et cetera, et cetera. So Instagram is probably the main place. We definitely want to give you a shout out so people can come check you out. Yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, Uh, Do you – sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. It's okay. I was going to ask if you had anything else, uh, anything else you wanted to tell people. Any last words? (laughs) <laughs> Any final words? <laughs> um, I guess, I guess you know, if you've got some space, if you've got some space at home, um, then then grow something in it. Um, you know, it's probably the most uh, humbling and meaningful and purposeful and ego-free thing you can do you know growing growing your own veg flowers whatever it may be so if you've got some space at home use it to grow something um, yeah, whether it's a pot or a plot of land like whatever that. it is yeah whatever it is just grow something you know um throw yourself into it and it's it could probably be the most the most um selfish and also community spirited thing you could you could ever do awesome well thank you so much for coming on i'm really glad that we finally got to talk oh guys yeah i I really appreciate it i feel really humbled to be um you know to be invited onto this um well you're doing good work and we really like it so thank you and and you are too you are too so it's nice that there's uh, people dedicated to spreading the good word as such hey that's the that's the goal man All right. Well, pumpkin seeds. Yes, we'll talk about that. I'll from today. Absolutely. All right. It's been awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. We'll talk to you later. Lovely. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Will. Feeling social. Follow us at the Feel Good Community Podcast on Instagram for daily inspiration, our blog, and behind-the-scenes footage.
Join the Feel Good Community Podcast on Facebook, where you can read interesting articles, ask us questions, and share progress of your own journey. Thank you.